This week we've been looking at the seventh commandment to not commit adultery. And I have been arguing from the proactive position or the positive position, the grand positive behind the negative. Today I want to uh, talk about the negative. I want to mention the prohibition. Because sex is so important, God sets out to safeguard it. Uh, Because it's more than just a physical act, it's a union of two lives, and because uh, he designed it to be glue that unites people together who have made a lifelong commitment to each other, who are more committed uh, to the the well-being of the other person than they are to themselves, because uh, he designed it in a way that refreshes and and restores relationships, Uh, because of all these things, and by the way, because he he set it up to lead to new life, uh, which, you know, everything has sort of changed, obviously, since birth control, especially the pill. But because of all these things that God has, has intends to happen with sex, it has to be protected. There is no such thing as casual sex. Um, if, if you think there is, you're doing it wrong. But again, I'm just going to say um, there is actually no such thing as casual sex. Sex is designed to be the least casual thing that you do. And so it has to be protected. And that is what we get with the seventh commandment. And that is also what we get with some of the stories in the Bible that don't, that don't sort of say don't commit adultery. They just show what happens downstream from adultery. So David and Bathsheba, where David's life becomes an absolute train wreck uh, and a soap opera after that. Amnon and Tamar, Abraham and Hagar, you see the, what, what happens when people color outside the lines. So uh, there are many other passages that we could look at uh, that talk about this. Hebrews 13, 1 Corinthians 6, 7, 5, 6, and 7, Romans 13. But I want to I go to the Sermon on the Mount, which is Jesus' update on this commandment. So Jesus says, You've heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. So there are not many more horrifying words than than those. They describe, uh, excuse me, they deserve a lot more time than I am going to be able to give to them. Let me quickly note that Jesus makes it clear that we need to police our thoughts because our largest sex organ is our mind. Uh, Let me also say that if you are single, uh, then you are called to chastity. Uh, I know this sounds like crazy talk today. Um, C.S. Lewis says chastity is considered the least popular of the Christian virtues. Um, and many people say that it's, you know, wrong and harmful. I'm, uh, I'm not going to go Freudian on you here, uh, other than to say that I think Freud got some things wrong. I think he had some helpful insights, but I think he also got uh, a number of things wrong. He argued that, um, you know, that, that sexual desire was a, our most basic, you know, fundamental desire and that religion is just these, you know, silly ideas that get sprinkled on top and we can't go against our nature. Um, and no, and I would say the Bible says that God made us in his image and he wrote his laws on our heart. 
And the only way, consequently, that we can violate those laws is to harden our heart. And that is, uh, of course, a bad and a tragic thing to do. And it is, by the way, what a number of secular people are saying today. Increasingly, you're seeing, interestingly, coming out of, um, uh, out of, uh, out of uh, different sort of aspects Different corners of the secular world than you would expect are now speaking out against sex, uh, the sexual revolution, because it has been so uh, deleterious to women. Anyway, look, sex as it is designed only works in marriage. Uh, you cannot be fully united with someone if you are not willing to be fully united with them, uh, to have an ongoing, long-term, fully vulnerable uh, unity with them socially, emotionally, and financially. Uh, and it's not just that you lessen sex if you try to do this. Otherwise, you actually hurt yourself. Sex unites people. It is, a, it is a glue. There's no such thing, as I said, as casual sex. And so you, you have to act against your own nature, your own heart, in order to try and make it casual. Um, my plea today is to say that uh, we need to obey the seventh commandment and pursue sexual purity because that's the only way that it really works and because that's the way we can become whole and because that's the pathway to lasting joy and because that is what safeguards our soul. Have a good day.